Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to Going Off Track, ladies and giggle friends. Yeah. Are there any ladies listening? Are there any ladies listening? We would love it because today we have a beautiful young lady on the podcast, Julianne Smolensky, a comedy blogger, writer, voted one of the funniest people on Twitter. She is hilarious. I didn't realize that I knew her work before she showed up. There was um, uh, an article she wrote about can you have sex in Spanx and about how she researched this. (laughs) <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Yes, I read this also. It was really good. We should mention her Twitter handle is Boobs Radley. Boobs Radley. <laughs> Always funny. Uh, I wish I could come up with a funnier To Kill a Mockingbird Twitter handle, but I don't think I can. What is your Twitter handle? Oh, mine is Stephen Smith Says, which I've ripped off from my very good friend Eric Feldman, who had his, his AOL, his, his Twitter handle is Feldman Says, and that was his instant messenger. And I was like, that's so smart. Feldman Says, and then you write whatever. So when we started Twitter, I was like, I'll, I'll do that. Oh, wait, I'm just the biggest hack ever. Crap. Dude. And it's stuck. So. Real artists steal. You know that. Oh, my God. I'm the, then, then I am the Beatles of Twitter. Are you, <laughs> are you the most popular Stephen Smith on Twitter? There are a few of us. No, no. There's Stephen A. Smith, who's a sports broadcaster from that show um, TMI. He's like a big guy on ESPN. He does a lot of sports stuff. But he's, um, one, he's black. And two, he's... A notorious, I've never met him, but I've heard from many, many people, just a rude, obnoxious guy to the point where I, when I was working consistently and I would get off planes, the car service guys would have a sign up that said Stephen Smith and I would come down and I had a couple of guys go, oh, oh, good. Okay. And I went, what? And they went, I thought it was Stephen A. Smith. I was confused with the PH and I was like, oh yeah, I'm a V. And they went, okay. All right. And I went, is he not cool? They went, no, he's really, really rude. I feel bad really? talking shit about a guy I've never met, but I've just... Heard through the with your fine. name, guy with, with my name. Stephen Smith is you the know what? worst name. Ever. I'm going to talk shit about someone with my name who I haven't met. Please, uh, <laughs> there is one other Jonah Bear, <laughs> and he is significantly younger than me. Oh. And uh, he made some weird comment about my sister once on Twitter that I saw, and after that, I was like, you know what? You don't even deserve that name. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you have going for you, bro? Are you going to trademark it to keep it away? Maybe. I don't know. Can I do that? I th- yeah, of course you can. It's like, yeah. You just said he was younger, so he has no right. Yeah, I feel like he's like in college or something. No. So he probably doesn't know what he's talking so, about. I mean, I didn't know anything when I was in college either. Sometimes I feel in your 20s, you get a pass for being a dipshit. Yeah, I think so too. So, you know what, Jonah? better. Otherwise. Jonah, <laughs> I'm going to give you another chance, man. Just, you know, just, just be cool. Be cool. Just be cool. That's all I'm saying. That's what I've learned in my 20s into my early 30s. Just like be nice to people. Because you're going to be a dipshit and you think you know everything and you don't. And that's just how 20s are. I was reading something on Twitter. Like Huffington Post, man, they'll have the most ingenious articles and then the most gossipy tabloidy shit. And it just litters my Twitter feed. But some stuff's really good. But then it's like Justin Bieber kicked out of Vegas. I'm like, I don't really need to hear about this kid who's being in his 20s, and he has money and yeah. fame, so of course he's going to be obnoxious. Yeah. I'm not surprised. I would be surprised if he was like, Justin Bieber does work for UNICEF. Oh, that's fucking fascinating. <laughs> you know, like, he, he could be doing, but he's being a dipshit. Yeah, but- I think you got to kind of pick a side. Like, either you're the tabloidy, horrible, 
e-news thing or you're like the actual news site yeah you're the, you're the kind of left of the left man i thing. watched uh one of those access hollywoody type shows was on the other day and, and i was watching it with my roommate and it was like it was depressing like it really bummed me out like these people are like so-and-so's new relationship i'm stuff and i'm like man people obviously so many people care about this otherwise i wouldn't be talking about it but the fact that people are so invested in the lives of these people like and i know it's everyone knows this is sad and everything but it was like really like bum me out oh dude it's the worst and there's people that are so good at it like like ryan seacrest is such an amazing host and from everyone i've only met him once he was very nice to me everyone i've talked about he's just the nicest guy and he's just like a knows what he's doing he is invested in that stuff he legitimately cares and knows the people and that's its world it's like it's it's almost so mainstream versus punk kind of thing like we're sitting out here going i don't understand how people like it why don't people why don't more people listen to the riverboat gamblers i just don't get it right right you know? no exactly it's that same mentality um neil hamburger had a great great tweet yesterday uh, reply to ryan seacrest ryan seacrest said how do you get rid of hiccups and neil hamburger replied drink a gallon of rat poison <laughs> <laughs> we should get neil in here man. oh my god that would he, be incredible <laughs> that dude has what he's doing with twitter he's probably my favorite person I, I love julianne mm-hmm. but i would say neil hamburger probably the person i go to first no matter what because oh, it's yeah. so mean-spirited but in such a funny way where it's like almost not even mean anymore because it's just so over the top Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like Ryan, hair, Ryan Seacrest would be like, how's my hair look? And it's, you know, Hammer would be like, good enough to cover your lobotomy scar. <laughs> just like, it's incredible. He's so, you ever met him? Yes, I met him. I've interviewed him in character. Yes. Um, and I've met him out of character. I've, and uh, yeah, I've been, had a huge fan of his for a really long time. I saw him open for Tenacious D at Madison Square Garden. And, you know, Tenacious D was like, this is going to be awesome. And it was because the crowd just loathed everything he did. And I was on stage. That sounds way cooler than it was. Have you ever been to Madison Square Garden? It's not that cool. Yeah. Um, watching from the side and just watching the crowd and going, this um, this is brilliant. Like he's he's got them exactly where he wants them to be and just flipped it. And just his jokes, his delivery, he's so cool. Well, he's because I like the way he. it's like almost performance. Like he knows like you're kind of in on it, like his whole shtick with like the coughing and dropping stuff. And when I saw Blake Schwartz about the other night, he kept doing this thing where like he would stop and talk for five minutes in between songs. He had this music stand with these lights and he kept moving the lights and dropping stuff. And, to, and it would like kind of reminded me of that sensibility. I felt like people were getting annoyed and I was just like, I'm on board and this is awesome. Yeah. I love this, this kind of dynamic. And I feel like either you get into it or you're like, I want to hear just a Brazil song. And I was into it. It's like a, it's like theater of cruelty. Yeah. There was like, there was this movement where this guy, uh, Antonin Artaud created this movement of, no, no, the theater should be painful. It should be like going to the dentist. You should have to endure this. And so his, you're watching his plays and you're just like, I want to go. <laughs> I don't want to hang out. And that's the kind of nerdy experimental theater talk we like to talk about and going off track before we have a really hilarious, awesome cast named Julian Smolenski. Thank you for adjusting your schedule. Uh, very few guests in the podcast have just come over from the Today Show. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, I was actually, um, you know, kind of working from home today, but uh, usually I was working for the Today Show. Okay, yeah. got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. What's going on for the Today Show? Um, uh, Kathy Lee and Hoda being crazy as usual. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been up for a while, as you can probably tell. They're, um, that's kind of my main beat over there. I do find them funny. They're great. They're really, really awesome. Kathy Lee is the nicest woman alive. Just, you know, people have ideas about her, but they're all wrong. It is nice when you hear the people. Well, I have a, I have a good friend who worked over at um, Regis and Kelly forever. Oh, yeah. So I've heard nothing but awesomeness about everybody. Oh, yeah. They're all really, really nice people, like almost weirdly so. Isn't it weird that like there's that celebrity stigma <laughs> that you, people like, and I get this a lot, like you're Jonah too, like, like who are the assholes? And you're like, most people are pretty cool. Yeah. You know? I've heard that. I've heard that everybody is pretty cool except for Bruce Willis. <laughs> everybody. Everybody on Every earth except one. for Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is the only one. <laughs> Did you read what Kevin Smith wrote about her? 
No, it's what amazing. did he say? Yeah. He talks about that movie, um, Cop Out, that was originally called um, oh, yeah, yeah. Couple of Dicks. And was how, it really? Yeah. <laughs> and how Bruce was just, like, even the, the, the poster for the movie, he didn't show up. That, like, everything had to be, like, photoshopped. He was just awful. Oh, he oh, talked about that hell. in WTF, like, one of the really old ones. Yeah. Like, a two part. Yeah, it's crazy. He's just like, what? A, yeah, total jerk. I feel like, though, he's got cause to be. Like, if you were Bruce Willis, you would probably just at some point be exhausted by being you. Probably. I think he was always a dick, though, because <laughs> if you read about how he broke in, he got into moonlighting. He, the story is, he went to the audition wearing like a vest, camouflage pants, and like a bandana, <laughs> knowing that it was to be a detective, like like to be like in a suit, like knew what it was, and just kind of didn't care. Were you just reading the Wikipedia page for <laughs> yeah. Bruce Willis? I don't you know read? that. I don't know. <laughs> That's a really crazy fact. I just That's a really just specific crazy fact to know about somebody. <laughs> that, that Bruno record really meant a lot to me. <laughs> and, and it felt good. So how'd you get involved in uh, writing comedy and all the funny stuff you do? By the way, the crossword puzzle thing. Oh. That's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you. That was... um. That was kind of my finest hour thus, thus far. I'm still kind of trying to top that as, as a life achievement, I think. Can you do the crossword puzzle? Yeah, I can, as a matter of fact. I'm really sick at them. Yeah, I said sick. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm an educated person, and I said sick. I'm feeling pretty bad about that right Where'd now. Where'd you get educated? Um, I went to Bennington College and uh, Shaker Heights High School, and briefly uh, Beaumont High School, but I um, didn't really stick around there. I took karate at Beaumont, Taekwondo. At a, you took karate? <laughs> um, just we, just to point this out, Beaumont is a Catholic girls' school. Yeah. But, Why? What were you? Are you sure? I'm, no, are you sure I'm not that this sure. is a class? Are <laughs> you took just it, like in the empty halls? Karate, of the your code? I think, I think, well, I think like we took it. classes like in the evening at like a school. Oh, okay. it might not have been Beaumont. <laughs> now that I'm thinking I of really it, I really hope it was. <laughs> this gi is plaid. Yeah. I performed but it may karate have. on one of the girls from have. Beaumont. <laughs> oh man! Wow. I I really hope I I hope that was the case. Me too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where's Bennington College? Um, it's in Vermont. Okay. It's um, if you know the the Bretty Stanellis books, they're all set in Bennington. The ones that aren't in New York City or Los Angeles, obviously. The college novels are there. So So yeah. what kind of music did you listen to in high school? Were you into like punk and hardcore? And yeah, stuff? yeah. Um I liked kind of like nerd punk in high school, but also um I don't know. I went to high school at kind of a weird time for music, um, because it was pretty terrible. Um, like ninety eight through two thousand two. So that was kind of not really there was a lot of like that was the era of Sugar Ray, pretty much. Um, so, I don't know. I, I liked a lot of really bad R&B. Um, and I was into all of the bad music, obviously, too. So Jodeci. Yes. Jo extra Jodeci. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Genuine. Era of Sugar Ray. Yeah, that's there funny. Everybody thinks that their era was bad, though, I think, in high school. Really? No. I mean, it seems like... Really? I mean, it seems like you go to high school and you think about the music... Like a lot, most of the high school nerds are listening to music that's like older, that it's like the previous generation. I just was like the Misfits and like Operation Ivy. Yeah. And yeah. Stuff, so yeah. Like, a long time. Yeah. I guess it is. I guess you do listen to like a few years before because everybody when I was in high school was listening to exactly Misfits and like Minor Threat and stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But they'd only been broken up for like three or four years. Right. You know? I guess. So it is, I guess, it, and that's a high school generation, four years. That's a long time. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a big deal. I remember being into like all of the, like really old stuff from 1993 and thinking that I was sweet for yeah. that. Did you used to, um, I was pretty punk rock in 98 and I <laughs> used to hang out in Coventry every weekend. Oh my God. And just sit in front of the Arabica. Yeah, I got arrested there. Really? Yeah. Um, they had a problem with skateboarders. So they enforced this, uh, I think it was 10 p.m. if you were under 16 and like 11 p.m. if you were 16 to 18 for Coventry Yard. Um, and I was out past 10 p.m. once and uh the cop told us to go home but i sassed him so he took me in and my mom had to come get me wow what did you say <laughs> um i think that he asked me um for my name and i asked him what he was going to do with it and uh he said you know i'm a cop you know you you do what i say and i said something about like i want to see your badge or something like that i was i was kind of a dick <laughs> his badge his badge wasn't out <laughs> Um, no, or I wanted his badge number. There's a, there's like a thing that they tell you when you're a kid, like ask to see the badge. So, you know, it's a real police officer right. and not like a rapist or a stripper. And <laughs> like, 
you know, plus, go back. You know, I was just rapist a or a stripper. <laughs> well, those are two different things, right? Yes, they they are two different things. <laughs> but you know, most feel like I associate most. Like, You're male either strippers. getting arrested or at a bachelorette <laughs> or party. At a bachelorette <laughs> party when I'm 16. It's Ohio, so you know, you never know. But yes, to answer your question, I did. Uh, I did frequent that Arabica outside of Coventry. I think that was when the B side was something else. What was the B-side? And, um, it was when the grog shop was on the other the side. The grog shop was on the other side, and there was a great old um, independent movie theater up there called The Centrum that is now a BW3, which is like the saddest I know. saddest thing in the world. It's like a Chrissy Hines song. I went in there, yeah, and they play, I went in there once, and like there's this huge projection of like a football game. I was oh. like, they could be showing an awesome movie here. Yeah, there's, it's really, really sad. But it seems like Coventry is all kind of sports bars now. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, this was, like, an area I used to go, like, it dropped off when I was, like, 15, and just, like, a bunch of, like, punk kids would just, like, sit there. We'd just sit there for, like, hours. It was, like, the, the hate Ashbury of Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> That's where the grog shop. The grog yeah. shop, the grog grog shop yeah, was the there, shop. and, like, I had no money, and it, like, I would just sit there and do nothing and talk to my friends. Yeah. It was it was really cool. I saw um, L7 at the grog shop, the old grog shop. Really? Yeah. That must have been cool. So and the I, old really grog cool. shop, you guys are saying it moved. To, see, I used to play it, there in the 90s. And oh, like, really? It was probably on the... You played with the old the one. Old grog shop. Yeah. Because yeah. I think we used to go across the street to do our... Was there like a laundromat bar across the street? I feel like that was bar? one of those places. There's like had, a laundromat next to like the convenience store. Wow. Like right on like the corner of Mayfield or whatever. That was like... When you're when you're in a band on tour, that's the jackpot. The laundromat bar. Yeah, like you can remember. Well, obviously not, but I thought I could remember all the towns that had that. I know Columbus awesome. did, had one. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, Columbus has everything. To be fair. <laughs> <clears throat> so, what got you to New York? Um, a job. Um, I moved out here to. Um, it was actually like my first blogging job. Um, which I guess that's sort of what I do for a living. Um, now, which is weird to be like a professional blogger at all as a thing that exists but um that was my first one in new york and i think i moved here 2007 or 2008 from la so yeah where in la Jula? um kind of all over i lived in koreatown for a bit i lived in west hollywood i lived in los Feliz. um you know a lot of it's kind of that itinerant period of your life right after college where every apartment is like a small step up from how horrible the last one was oh yes yeah <laughs> I lived on Gramercy between Western and Wilton. Oh, between I was Hollywood on, uh, and Franklin. I was on Mariposa, so I was kind uh, of right in that that neighborhood. When I was when I was there, there was a crack house above a sweatshop. When I was there, uh, the liquor store down from uh, the street from me, they found a suitcase full of body parts in the dumpster. <laughs> like not like a you win. Body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Not that we're being competitive about it, but I remember trying to go buy beer at this place, and there was just a guy standing out front holding a bat. <laughs> and my buddy that and my buddy right. my buddy just stopped for a second i went just keep going yeah just keep walking we just we have to go in that's the weirdest <laughs> neighborhood it's really funny because there are these like huge opulent mansions like a block away and then you're kind of on western and it's literally like crack houses oh yeah i remember reading uh kind of an la weekly article about one of these notorious um it's a boarding house which i didn't even know that they still had this boarding house on western where <laughs> Like, the police had been called multiple times because the same guy was attacking people in the lobby with a VCR. He just lived there, and that was, like, his thing, to just beat people with a VCR. Wow. I think it's still there. Like, this is not an area that's improved at all. It's just no. it's it used to be that, like, like, one of the few last porn theaters was nearby. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think it finally ended. <laughs> yeah, there was one. Oh, um, what what is that? It's, like, the Tiki Hut or something. Oh, the Tiki Tea is right down the there. The Tiki Tea? Uh, is it Thai? I thought it was Tiki Thai. I thought it was T I K I T I. Well, one yeah. is the bar that you can smoke in, and one is a porn theater. The one is the bar, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but the one is is not. I think mm. the one is where people routinely get arrested mm. for. And what were you doing in L.A.? <laughs> Going to porn theaters. Um, Asking I was... for badge numbers. <laughs> exactly. Um, I worked a couple of places. I worked for National Lampoon for a little bit. Um, I don't think is it that's a thing anymore. Um, I worked for a uh, trade, a television trade, and uh, I also worked for Entertainment Tonight, which was a terrible, terrible gig. Um, what, were you, what were you doing in Entertainment Tonight? Oh, God. Um, dying inside. <laughs> it was really it was really awful. I was like kind of an all-purpose assistant. I got um, flown out to audition for them. You did? Flown out. Oh, my out. God. 
I had um, to buy a suit because I didn't have one. Wow. That's and I, um and and it was awful. You were gonna be like the next Pat O'Brien, huh? They were so nice. Oh god, dude, just to be Pat. Just to, to be, be Pat, Pat O'Brien. <laughs> at, le- at least Pat could be snarky. He could get away with He can. Well he kind of has to. You have to have a sense of humor about yourself if you're Pat yeah. O'Brien. Yeah, He's amazing. Those, yeah, that was a, that's a weird place because they if you're a host, you have to yell. Yes, you do. There's a style. There is a style. It's that kind of like shouting Billy Bush thing. Yeah. I love Billy Bush. I used to hate that dude until I saw, and literally, I just thought he was just everything that was wrong. And I knew publicists who did not want him at their shows because mm-hmm. he was just obnoxious. <laughs> but then that um, uh, Access Live show. Yeah. I ended up seeing a couple of those. I like this dude. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, he's the same color as his hair, which is kind of weird. That but, is bizarre. Um, yeah, it is a little weird. But you get used to it. Mm-hmm. You stop seeing it after a while. So when the, when the writing starts. Um, Did you always know you wanted to do that? or Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to do that, but um, I didn't really ever think that it was like a viable career option because when you say that you want to be a writer, the first thing that people tell you is that it's not a viable career option. <laughs> so, um, Even though there's so many books sold yeah, all the time. Yeah, there's so many books. And I feel like right now everybody I know has published a book. Do you ever have that period uh, in your life where <laughs> like – You do know, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's really annoying. <laughs> Do you have a book right now? No, but it seems like all my friends have books. No, right. I want to write a book. <laughs> I want to write a book too. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of there are lots of books. Um, oh, but writing, yeah. I uh, I started doing that after I moved here, and um, I've been freelance for like two years now, which is pretty great. I like it a lot, mostly. When you when you weren't freelance, like you were legitimately like on staff someplace before? Yeah. Um I was at this blog called Lemon Drop, which was a property um that was owned by AOL, um which you probably remember if you were around in the nineties. Um yeah, it was a terrible company. But You're implying you know, it was really I had a fun. computer in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah, I went straight from that to freelancing actually, which was fun. Um kind of everybody got fired or laid off or left at once and um it was kind of one of those things where everybody hates their job so much that they all bond with each other so i got a lot of work from people who had just recently left there so it was fun and when you blog is it is it are you given like specific things to write about or are you given free reign in certain now or then uh both like even if you're working for someone like here's your assignment is it like forgive me uh, like you're you're a reporter. There's an editor. Go do this. Yeah. Um, okay. Like a lot of times, I'll have that. Like I just um, I just did a piece on um, Big Ange for Out, and that was like an assigned thing. Um, but then otherwise, you know, the stuff that I write for Exo Jane is really whatever I want to do, and kind of maybe a way that I should be reined in a little bit. How so? Um, I don't know. I I've like written about hand jobs and uh go on <laughs> things like that it's well it's funny because sometimes Somebody should write about that though. about hand jobs yes definitely oh i've i've written extensively about <laughs> hand jobs um which is really funny because jane pratt has this thing about puns where she like loathes puns and i keep trying to sneak them in there that's why you're not getting any work there Joe. Probably. <laughs> yeah. well that was the only one i think where i got i got a pun in um and so that was kind of my triumph, and I think it was probably because it wigged Jane out so much that she didn't read it. <laughs> so that was, that's probably pretty good. But um, sometimes I'll get a topic, but other times I'll, you know, just have something that I want to write about it and just kind of go, just fun. Do you like doing the TV stuff, or how? What I was that do. Like? Yeah. I I love um, TV stuff, except when I have to do anything that has to do with cameras. Or talking to people at all—that's <laughs> kind of the part that so I don't really no. like. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I I like um, working in TV. I don't like working on TV. Essentially, most people who work in TV are that way. Really? Yeah. At least I know because I know a lot of behind-the-scenes folks. Oh yeah. And they're totally like, yeah, no, no. And I don't. To, to I the don't point where that. if they come in to talk to the whoever's on camera, they're like, don't you fucking hit record. <laughs> you know? Well, that was kind of, that was a thing. Um, it's not so much anymore, but a lot of, when I first started blogging, people really, really wanted video. Like they wanted the bloggers to like go on, like have chats and Wouldn't things that like that. Wouldn't that be vlogging, Julie? Vlog- I think it would be <laughs> vlogging. I think it would be vlogging. But um, I I don't like that. I hate being on camera. It's like the worst. I feel like I have like a fluid charm that evades you know, recording like that. 
And I just, you know. <laughs> Maybe you should get a puppet. I should, to, to talk it. through a puppet? Yeah. yeah um, that's, that sounds good. Um, I, will, I will do that. <laughs> I bring them with me on podcasts, but it doesn't translate as much. We have the same problem here. Yeah. <laughs> we tried it. I'm fascinated by by blogging and just like I know the, the the question is like you know print versus the internet but mm-hmm. you know it's easier to read something on your phone than carrying something around with you yes which you are carrying around your phone so it's a stupid thing to say but I meant <laughs> bulky um, and uh, I've been doing some blogging for the, where I'm working right now and uh, I find it really hard because when they give me free reign yeah. which is all the time just like come up with something so you like a prompt basically yes okay well that's yes. cool but you've never like Oh, I really want to write about this. Like sometimes they'll give me a, some topics, and it'll be like write about this. And other times, if I'm left to my own devices, I'll come. If I find there's something that I'm I'm really into, mm-hmm. and I recall it when I have to write something, you never think about what you want to write about. At least for me, I never think about oh that means a lot. Oh. Let, me, let me write about that until like I don't know a few weeks later or something. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Sometimes though. Well, yeah. And sometimes it's really fun if you get like a prompt or you get a story and you just go in a completely different direction with it, which Mm -hmm. editors hate. But that's kind of a fun thing to do. I mean, even if it's an assignment that you wouldn't necessarily. I just actually bailed on one um, this weekend to go write about a ramp festival in uh, the Hudson Valley. You know, ramps like the, the vegetable. Right. And I thought it was about skateboarding. No, yeah, I'm that like, would have been sweet. Or like, I don't even know what ramp no, vegetable is. They're like a combination between, I think, leeks and garlic. Um, oh, then I'm in. Yeah, it sounded like the most boring assignment in the whole world. But I was like, I bet I can do something really, really weird with this if I try. I like, I can so. do something bizarre. But I'm not going to do it because um, I'm afraid of driving. and you lived in la explain oh no no i i am an excellent driver i just haven't driven in like three years and i think when i was home my mom for for christmas my mom asked me to go pick up wood or something and it was i thought i was going to kill somebody it's (laughs) i don't know if you guys have this it's not like getting back on a bike when i get into a car and i haven't driven in like three years i'm like like i forget how to move my feet it's like an oliver Sacks condition that i have i don't know what it is it's it's a living in the city after a while because after yeah. I moved to the suburbs and within like six months I had gotten a ticket and I was like damn it yeah but really? we're dudes we would never admit it if we <laughs> couldn't drive after three years we would not admit I mean it. I, I, even I, to I ourselves mean, you can drive stick right <laughs> fuck yeah dude See? that's how I learned that's how I learned too and someone someone who originally <laughs> said if you want to keep someone from if you want to um, keep anyone from stealing your car in America yeah. buy a manual buy a manual <laughs> nobody totally. can drive stick right. anymore it's probably a good idea. <laughs> That's, I think that I saw Justin Bieber in like a Lamborghini or something like that. And that was my immediate thought that either because aren't they all manual? Now they're like, probably not. They've gotten uh, oh. Lamborghini. Well, let me go check. <laughs> something like that. But I couldn't picture Justin Bieber shifting. successfully right. shifting. Yeah, that's a really good. You wouldn't want to grind the gears in that car. No, I know. I was picturing him in like San Francisco or Laguna Beach stalling out someplace in his, his Lambo going yeah. up the hill. I don't know why. Justin Bieber would be cruising around the streets of San Francisco in his Lamborghini, but this is this is where my mind goes when I see because that would be the hardest place to drive a Lamborghini. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you didn't know what Mm -hmm. you're doing. God bless it. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, be ridiculous. So when you moved to LA Mm -hmm. post college, was the plan uh, I'm going to go write for whoever, or was no? I was dating a boy who wanted to go to recording school, so the plan was to go out there and um, be his GF. Oh, um, Julian. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Couldn't even been the drummer. Had to be the recording. <laughs> oh, God. I know. That's, that's tough. I, I, think, <laughs> I think the the recording school is preferable to the drummer, but that's just... Yeah, actually, yeah. you're right about yeah, that. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Sorry, sorry take drummer. That <laughs> no, um, no, no. Drummers can handle it. Yeah, I think so. Um, one of them is, you know, at least you have to take out loans for. <laughs> that's... Yeah, so that was the plan, and that did not pan out, obviously, although we remain great friends. Um, and he's he went to recording school, but he's not an engineer now, so I guess nobody gets what they want in life. <laughs> Probably better off. <laughs> what school was it? Um, it used to be L.A. Recording School, which I oh. think got folded into Full Sail. Okay. Yeah. So recording school, mm-hmm. you guys break up. Yeah. Then you're still in LA. 
No, I, yeah. I, that was kind of the thing. Um, I don't know if you've ever had one of those relationships that just is like, you know, sometimes you like break up with somebody and then it's just kind of like, like the bandaid falling off as opposed to ripping <laughs> off. It was one of oh, those yeah. things where we were at that point where I was like, I think I'm going to move someplace else, like on the other side of the country. And he was like, cool. Like that was, that was essentially where we were in the relationship at that point. Um, I mean, we'd been together for like two years and we were like, you know, brother and sister, which was, you know, not, not ideal. So, um, no, yeah. I was literally packing one time and when my girlfriend walked in the room and said, so we haven't really talked about this, but obviously this means we're breaking up. <laughs> Wait, you were packing to like, you were packing your things to move? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, we'd already discussed it. Like, you know, we discussed like the physically, like I'm moving out, like whatever, yeah. like maybe we even said the words like this isn't working or you've got, I've got to get a place of my own. But yeah. I don't think we ever said like, this means we're breaking up, but she walked in and that's what she said. That's I think that's Cuz girls of... like to talk. I don't know what's <laughs> up with that. Well, not me. I would rather just if if it were up to me I just would have left in the middle of the night with like a note like hey, I had to I left. Sorry. <laughs> like we're out of coffee. Nice. Um uh, yeah, that's I'm not like a I'm actually I'm friends with all of my ex-boyfriends which is cool, but I'm not a good breaker upper because I just kind of am like, oh, bye. So yeah. fizzle. <laughs> yes. I don't know. A fizzler. I had some friends. Well, actually, I met a couple of people last year who were in relationships and they moved out but didn't break up. Yeah. And I was like, I didn't know that that was even like an option. Well, I think that that's that's a great option for a lot of people, actually. I think that I know couples who would be uh, really invigorated by not being around each other. Yeah, it probably should no, be totally. an option. Yeah. Man. I mean, it's like, Yeah. Well, I always, I always use the example of, um, you know, Woody Allen talking about waving to Mia Farrow across the park when they were married because they lived separately. But then that, you know, that didn't end super well for that. <laughs> There's somebody, that's some other big celebrity. Yeah, that yeah is, that's not a good That's my ideal relationship, Mia Farrow and Woody Allen, <laughs> <laughs> which probably says an awful lot. About me. There's some other guy that they used to, some, like, I feel like it's De Niro or somebody had a, would, by like the same thing, the house next door. Like this is in L.A. for his wife, but that would be awesome. Oh, um, well, but what's um, Diego Rivera and uh, um, Frida Kahlo had like a tunnel that connected. Nice. Their, That's their actually kind house. of romantic. Yeah, it was very romantic. That they didn't end well either. But <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess all of this stuff is you know most marriages end in divorce so you can't really blame the apartment situation <laughs> but that would be that would be ideal for me like that's i would love to date somebody or like be in a relationship with somebody who would leave at some point just like <laughs> you know that the time together is finite so you cherish it a little bit more yeah 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 i guess maybe i was thinking that we were going to break up but we would i could it'd be safer to talk about it after i moved out yeah that- <laughs> I don't know what the timing is of that, but I think it's really funny when you just you were both just delaying the conversation. Yeah, exactly, it's exactly just what like it was. it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> Why force it? Why do we have to talk about it? We yeah. both know what's going on. <laughs> By the way, I'm friend. I'm still friends with her. Oh, really? Yeah, it was well, rough there great. for a while. We had definitely it didn't. There was a lot of anger for a minute, but no. It's yeah. Well, are you? Is she in New York? Yeah, oh, I mean, okay. I don't see her very often, but when we do, it's that totally helps. amiable. That's cool. I think that it's better to like, I think everybody should move to the other side of the country after they break up with somebody. It's a brilliant idea. Yeah, because I mean, unless like barring they're showing up or following you, you just, you know that you won't see them for a really long time. I, I banned her from my bar. Oh, really? We had a bar that we went to a lot, but it was mostly my friends. And I was like, look, <laughs> I think it's better if you just don't come here. Wow. I didn't want to say it because I'm going to try to pick up girls here. But- yeah. But that's what you were going to do. I left it hanging. That's, well, yeah, that's <clears throat> fair. I think that you get to divvy up your spots. Yeah. Yeah. You still go to the bar? <laughs> it was sidewalk. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I don't go there. No. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks now. She can have it. Yeah, she can totally have it. She may be hanging out there now. I don't know. <laughs> I wish the bar had a more badass name than sidewalk. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very badass. <laughs> <laughs> I graduated very, very shortly after that. I stopped hanging out there anyway, so it was kind of like a fucking no you chicks. Can't, you can't hang out here, but I'm not gonna hang out. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you get 
um, I don't know what I was thinking of this. You seem so kind of even keeled. I mean, do you get... Wow, thank you. That's <laughs> you really get, nice. No, it's true. Do you get angry? Like, do you have, like, your freak out moments or something? With the internet or, like, in, in general? in general. Um, I have, like, a... I don't like when teens make out on public transportation. <laughs> um, that really that? gets my goat. You can't. Yeah. That's the thing. That's you can't tough. do anything because you're, like, that's really, like... A case of somebody else being happy that I that irritates me for no particular reason. I'm like, there's there's no reason. Like grown people know better, obviously, but teenagers are just doing whatever. Um, you could just sit there and go like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Next time, go for next it. time, I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> encourage them. Yeah, I'm they'll gonna t- they'll stop immediately. Make noises of gratitude. <laughs> no, um, yeah, I mean, I I have my moments like anybody else. Um, I don't know, you know, like obviously I have a lot of um, weirdos on Twitter who um, I was just having this discussion with a a friend about whether you respond to people who are dicks to you on the Internet. And normally I don't. But every once in a while, somebody will just catch me in a mood or I'll be drunk and I'll say something (laughs) back and then I'll just feel terrible about it. So I, I think that I've got a pretty good I try to rein in my temper when I can. I don't really have much of a temper. Takes a lot to it's piss a good me rule. Off. If you can yeah. rein it in, most people can't. Yeah, I can't. Really? <laughs> Do you it's get into like? Be, it's hard to edit yourself. Like what you said, like not responding to a nasty tweet when everything in you is going. Oh, I've got to say something. But you must get so. I mean, you have like what, like a hundred thousand followers? Yeah, like a hundred, hundred and five thousand followers. Me. Thank yeah, you. So just the percentages yeah. are going to mean you're going to yeah. get. So you must mm-hmm. get so many. I mean, it must be just like a constant stream of like replies and messages. I mean, yeah, it must pretty be much. Kind of overwhelming. Sometimes it is. I used to um, look at stuff a lot more than I do. Uh, just at my replies and things like that. I used to kind of always have that browser tab open. And now I kind of check it more intermittently, depending on um, how much human contact I've had during the day. Yeah. It's really kind of funny. There are really days that I kind of rely on the Internet to be um, like my my surrogate monkey mother kind of thing. Because I'll, I'll have days where I, I work from home and sometimes I literally will not leave my apartment but for, you know, to go buy food or to get coffee and I won't. I will not interact with anybody I know. It'll be like a barista or the guy at my deli, and I will have to like treat the internet like my friend, which is <laughs> so incredibly sad. But that's usually when I um, interact the most with people. So if you see me getting Gabby on Twitter, it means I'm lonely. <laughs> it's a cry for help. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have the same kind of schedule. Yeah, and yeah, and sometimes someone will call me, and like I haven't talked out loud all day yeah like my voice will be all weird yes. <laughs> oh my it's God. like four in the I've afternoon so i'm like i haven't times. said anything today <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i have that and i just have like a pathological aversion to the phone and it's funny my grandmother was in the hospital this week and she's totally fine she's you know she has shingles um she's like a million years old and she's in fine spirits but um she's literally like the only person that i will answer the phone for otherwise like it goes to voicemail and then, like, maybe I'll email you afterwards. <laughs> but, you know, when I'm home and I'm working, I'm like, I'm not, why would anybody call me ever in a million years? <laughs> it's terrible. They can text me. They can text me or send me an email, preferably. Because right. texting, I'm always worried that somebody is going to see, like, a return receipt and then know that I'm, I've read their text <laughs> and I haven't said anything back. <laughs> see, this is why I never... Um, have like this is why I'm I'm even keeled because I'm too busy being neurotic to, to be angry. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that someone can see when you read something. That. Like why does that exist? Oh, I hate that so much. It's not really good for anyone. Yeah, especially like Facebook messaging cuz you used to not have that return receipt and you could ignore those forever. You could just pretend like you never got something. And now it's like red check mark. I don't know why they nobody asked for that. Nobody right. wanted that. Totally. It's terrible. Yeah, with Facebook, I don't. I like it on the on the iMessage thing, just because texting is so erratic sometimes. Especially I don't understand anymore. what's the difference. You mean erotic? Erotic. <laughs> no, like like I've sent so many texts that just didn't even go through. And if oh. you're relying on it, like for something important, uh, say hey bro, did you get my text? Like yeah. that's. I don't. I don't want somebody to know that I'm like sitting there like composing a response in my head when I am. 
<laughs> oh, yeah, the dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Oh, my God. Have you ever done that when you're like, <laughs> you you know that the other person is seeing the dot, dot, dot while you're typing and then deleting something and you end up just sending like a, a one word response so they know. <laughs> They know that you were sitting there, like, furiously editing and deleting. And yeah, well, if you're on the other end, too, like, watching the dots, going, like, what are they, what is, what is when? going on When is this there? coming through? <laughs> what are you going to tell me? I've really been tempted to be like, whoops, sat on my phone. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm the worst. It's really terrible. How did you start writing about the, the sex stuff? Um, I, um, well, my, my Twitter handle is Boobs Radley. Um, which I thought was like a hysterical joke when I was 23 and now <laughs> deeply regretting. Um, and I think the fact that, and I never used to tweet about sex ever, ever. Like I kept it very clean. It was like, I'm going to just make funny jokes about the presidents. Um, <laughs> but still people were like, oh, boobs radly. Like, um, so I had, I had this uh, editor get in touch with me and ask if I wanted to start um, writing like a sex advice column and I did, and then that one just led to another one, which led to another one. And then I was like, you know what? I guess this is who I am now. I better just embrace it. Sorry, mom and dad. Uh, stay <laughs> so off the internet. Literally in the right place at the right time to become yeah, a sex columnist. It's really, really weird. That's... And I have like, I have a lot of college girls email me like, oh, you've got my ideal job. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, I, I can't, I can't tell you. <laughs> I, there's no path to it. It was an accident. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that literally, like, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to get really deep here, but, like, you have to be really now about it and just kind of, like, let go and maybe you'll wake up and you're a sex columnist one day because that's literally, <laughs> that's, like, literally what happened to me. Right. So um, I cannot help you with that. You must also get the creepiest messages from dudes. Oh, my God, I get the creepiest, <laughs> the creepiest messages from dudes. Oh, my God, they're so weird. Oh, and I have this one guy who's really nice, and, like, I'm, we have a ton of mutual friends, and I know that he's, like, really, really means well, but he's, like... Are you talking about me right no, now? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Um, but I, I discovered today that I can never unfriend this guy, and I can never, like, I, I just, I, I'm at an impasse. I have no idea what to do because, like, strangers I can ignore. Or sometimes I'll be like, hey, get stuffed, buddy. Like, that kind of thing, you know, again, depending on my mood. But um, there are a couple of people who you kind of can't really do anything about. And they're just, they they exist as creeps in your life, I guess. <laughs> so, yes. I get a lot of, I deal with a lot of creeps on, on various tiers of creepdom. Yeah. If you're a creep listening to this. <laughs> Don't Fuck be a creep. Off. Yeah, don't be a creep. <laughs> also, oh, um, just the worst, the worst thing. If you're a creep and you're listening to this, don't like friend a stranger on Facebook. If you're, um, don't a strange woman. If you're a dude and your picture is of not you, like it's your kid or like an internet meme, and your name is like Sandwich Bandit. There are all these people who have names that are clearly not theirs and like want to be your friend. And it's never in a million years. No. Yeah, why on earth would they think? I have it? no idea. It's the weirdest thing. That's such a cute name. I'm going to friend you. Yeah, See no. See what you've got to say. Yeah. Have you heard about all this, like, these fake people on Twitter where, like, corporations are, like, inventing people and then they're having conversations with each other? What? You, really? Are you talking about, like, the companies that get your, your count up? No. Like, I heard there's – someone was talking about how there's all these weird, like, political, like, dummy Twitter accounts and they – I don't really just get keywords up, counts up or something. I guess so. I don't know what the logic is behind it. No. I'm not sure if that was like a thing that was well known. Um, no, I, I don't know. Um, I'm, I, I don't really know much about, um, using social media in a constructive way. So I would not. (laughs) Yeah. I don't either. I I just feel like there's so many people that are so much smarter than me. Yeah. That there must be so much crazy stuff going on that I will never. Yeah. That I will never know about. I have no idea how many of my followers are, um, robot plants. I'm not saying that your, <laughs> your followers... They could be. I don't know. Um, that's... Because, yeah, you can buy Twitter followers. Which is so incredibly weird to Yeah, me. that is weird. That seems like a waste of money. Yeah. Like, well, it's what... just to get your account, your follower account up for, like, whatever reason you want to do that. Although I think some of them... Well, yeah. Some of them you can buy are real people. They actually get paid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. They have people out there that will they'll actually, like, be active on Twitter. But, and they get paid to like follow, you know, 
But then, you know, if people are being paid to follow you, then your prob- your content is probably doing nothing for them. Right. It's to get it's for corporate stuff, I think. Wow. It's to get That's the cow up. So that is weird. Like, you know, look at me, I've got ten thousand Twitter followers. I'm I, I love corporate Twitter accounts though. They're amazing. <laughs> I have a list just of like Mott's applesauce and wheat thins and like Hellman's mayonnaise. It's the best. Do you follow Neil Hamburger? Yes, I do. I love that him. dude's corporate tweets. Oh my god, he's are so the best. Amazing. And he like tweet at the <laughs> so people amazing. doing the tweets. <laughs> that it's like, like the axe guy would be like, came and hope my hair looks okay today, and he'll be like, good enough for your corporate shitty job working for fucking axe <laughs> like it's yeah. so mean it's and personal so mean and, wonderful. and so incredible yeah nice. he like calls people date rapists for yeah. like working at taco bell's twitter account it's it's really fantastic. and then he retweets anytime anyone tweets about getting sick at taco bell automatically no he's incredible um he's really good and um i think what what was the date i don't know if it was like Nine, I think it was nine eleven. Joe Mandy retweeted everybody, every corporation who said anything about nine eleven. Oh so it was like Dentine. <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say it was Dentine. I don't remember who it was. Right, don't right. sue me, Dentine. But it was just all of these. <laughs> it was kind of amazing, just in this continuous stream. It's an art form, I think. Yes. One of uh, my other favorite Twitter accounts is a guest on this podcast, John Worcester. Oh yeah, he is the so worst. Funny. Oh, he's, right. he. I hate that guy. I can't stand him. Um, no, he's he's awesome. I'm just, we're just gonna talk shit about drummers this entire yeah, time. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, how was how was he when he was here? He was great. I, I it was right it. after he was on this American Eagle flight. Did you hear oh about this? yeah, it was like that's why he was he wasn't gonna be in town, and then he got delayed because that flight. That's I was actually when that happened. Um, I was in like this remote uh, town in France, and uh, we were talking, and I. He was talking about how he was on the Today Show, and obviously I was on vacation. And he was like, hey, I was on the show. And I was like, about what? And I had totally missed everything, and he thought that I was trying to be cool. And he was like, come on. And I <laughs> had completely missed the entire John Worcester on a plane uh, kerfuffle. And uh, so that was I – w- I'm really sorry that I was out of the country for yeah. that <laughs> for that happening. Um, but that was pretty – that was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah, you can listen to the podcast. He tells, like, the whole story. It's pretty incredible. I don't know that I want to listen to his voice for that long. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. John Worcester is awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. Um, do you go back to Cleveland a lot? I do. I go back to Cleveland um, usually, uh, like, over the holidays. And then um, I do, like, a big trip in the summer because I don't know if you know this about Ohio – but it's beautiful in the summer. It's gorgeous. It's a paradise. So I yeah. like to go back and, you know, hang out in the metro parks when they're when the emerald necklace is at its greenest. <laughs> it's, which is fun. Um and they used to did you ever go to the fireworks at uh the middle school in Shaker? There's like a huge annual oh, firework display. I just had a total breakthrough. Really? I didn't take karate at Beaumont, I took it at Byron. Oh, Byron. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's confused. the middle school. That's okay. where they have the fireworks. Got it. Okay, yes. perfect. That makes a lot more sense <laughs> than you being in the, the halls of the Catholic girls' school, yes. randomly karate chopping. Maybe that was like my fantasy. Yeah, I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a very specific fantasy, but I, I understand it's it. It's a good scene. Yeah. Do you, do you go back to Cleveland a lot? Uh, no. I used maybe like once a year or mm-hmm. once every two years. I don't really have that many friends there. And since my sister lives here too, my parents mm-hmm. kind of just come here more. Yeah. My mom comes here all the time because yeah. my sister lives here too, yeah. which is great. She's coming in this weekend. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. We're going to go see that Tom Hanks play. So that's going to be fun. Is it Tom Hanks play? Yeah. Oh, where have you been? <laughs> no. Yes. Um, it's, the, it's like the last thing Nora Ephron wrote, I think. Really? Yeah. And um, Tom Hanks was in it, which is going to be mind blowing. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to keep it together. I think my life is just going to be a big downhill slope after that. <laughs> being in the same room as Tom Hanks. I feel like I never do stuff like that. Like I really? feel like everyone's like, "Oh, you should go to Broadway and do all this stuff," and then I'm like, "I'm going to go to the bar next door." Yeah, I, I'm not. This is. I'm going to sound like the biggest philistine in the whole world. I'm not really like the biggest theater person in the whole world which i know that's that sounds horrible that's like saying you don't like museums but um i always like have the weird like when is this going to be over feeling when i go see a play 
um, unless there's somebody super famous in it, because then you just stare at them the entire time. Right. <laughs> yeah, which is great. I've been to a couple of those with my mom, and it's fun because, like, John C. Riley spit on you. Right. And that's kind of, that's what I appreciate about theater, is gawking at celebrities. Getting spit on? Yes. By celebrities? And getting spit on, exactly. <laughs> I have, like, a weird hang-up with plays, though, because with the audience there, it's like, like in a movie, it seems like it's really happening there. But yeah. with the play, like they're trying to ignore that there's an audience. Exactly. But they know. Yes. And that for me makes nothing realistic. Yeah. I and plus there's just like something, I don't know. I I went to go see a lot of theater in Cleveland growing up. And as you can imagine, it was not um the greatest theater that there was. <laughs> um I think I saw a production of um a Christmas Carol where a man got stuck in a trapdoor, which is pretty great. But um, <laughs> just kind of the idea of like grown people doing that, like right in front of you, like in a movie, I can pretend, right? Like, yeah, it's, totally. Yeah, but the the fact that they're like right there, I'm like, oh man, like I'm watching you do this. This is embarrassing for you. <laughs> like, it's embarrassing for both of you. It's sort really of. embarrassing. Um, and it's oh, very expensive. Too. It is. It's really expensive. I just saw. Um, I just saw the Helen Mirren play in London where she plays the queen and uh, there were live corgis. And the whole time I was like, oh, my God, the dogs are going to do something crazy. And that was so exciting for me. But that was like the rest of the play was really great. It was amazing. I had a wonderful time. But like the the like biggest point of tension for me was whether or not like the dogs were going to do something nuts or like run off the stage like that's that's the kind of theater goer for, that I am you were, you were at the race for the car accident <laughs> exactly I'm that person I'm I'm at the NASCAR race hoping that a, a yeah. tire will fly but into that's the all, audience that's everyone at I think the NASCAR that race. is everyone <laughs> really yeah I think Who, so there's nobody there to watch cars go around in circles no. for two hours but that's like another weird fake because it's like everyone wants that but no one would say that I yeah. feel like yeah. Nobody says that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> want something to explode. But they, you know it. I mean, everyone knows. Dude, it's like, why else would you be there? I had a friend who uh, told me that she's into racing because um, of the culture, the culture <laughs> of that's racing. Worse. No, that's, that's what I said. Like you know, people who were like, "Oh, I love to go to college bowl games because of tailgating." I'm like, eat in your house. Like, what? I don't understand. Like, you you like grilling in a parking lot that much that you want to get up early and be cold and exposed to the elements. I don't. I don't buy that. I think that's ridiculous. That's insane. Because you can do all that stuff without. Spending two hours watching your car go around. You can. Sets. That's nobody. Nobody likes that. Mm. I, yeah, it's really loud too. I've gone yeah. to not NASCAR but car racing before, and it's like, why? Why, <laughs> why did you do that? I went to a car show. Oh, and they were racing like Bugattis or something. Ooh. It was pretty cool, actually. I think but the only way like that a- that's fun. It's like soccer. Well, maybe people like watching soccer, but I feel like the only way that soccer is fun for me is if I'm playing it. Right. I feel this way about every sport. Yes. Yeah. Right. Well, I like. Well, okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna totally contradict myself here. I really like watching baseball. Like, I could go to any baseball stadium and watch a baseball game because it's like I'll have a hot dog and I'm outside and I understand what's going on and it's kind of like you can have a conversation with somebody during baseball because nothing interesting is going to happen and if it does it'll last like three seconds that's true right well i mean i think the people they literally baseball compare i mean baseball fans say that you know that it well not the fans but that it's like a it's like going to the park it is but with like a it bonus, is like going to a, yeah you know? it's like going to a park you where don't have there's to commit that much yeah. attention or anything to it yeah so I guess, I don't know, but you're not going to worry that, like, the players are going to explode. You don't get excited <laughs> when when somebody gets injured. I mean, I hope right. you don't. Sometimes the fights are fun just because baseball fights are ridiculous because right. nobody actually wants to hit each other. And they, just, <laughs> they just kind of get up in each other's faces. Right. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Do you go to a lot of baseball games? I used to. Um I used to go when I lived in Cleveland because my dad, um, one of his many, many jobs uh, was a real estate agent and uh, had season tickets for his clients. And then when he didn't have clients to give them to, we would go. So that was... That's what my dad was too. Really? I think he still does. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's cool. Do you... Are you an Indians fan? No. I was really huge fan when I was younger and then mm-hmm. I turned like 13 and like stopped and like... So yeah. I know like, a lot about... A very specific period of baseball. Like Albert Bell. Yeah, like totally. Yeah, <laughs> the Albert nicest Bell. man in baseball. 
Do you remember he threw a ball at a dude in the crowd? Yeah. Uh, do you remember that he ran over some trick-or-treaters with his car? <laughs> <laughs> remember, but that was, he changed his name. What was his, Joey? It, Joey? Oh, I, I think it was Joey Bell and then Albert Bell or Albert, then Joey. Brad, you should look this up. That was the most amazing team. And they were all, like, there were a couple of them who were just so incredibly out of shape that it was <laughs> hysterical. I think it was, like, Kirby Puckett was, like, seriously the fattest baseball player <laughs> I've ever seen in my whole life. And, uh, oh, my God, who's the guy who did, like, he had the record number of home runs. Um, was was it Canseco? No, no, no. He played for the Indians. Um, Eddie, or Eddie. Um... He was like he was like forty five and looked like like he you wouldn't want him to be your gym teacher. That's how out of shape he was. That was the most amazing era in Indians history. Yeah, that was incredible. What a what a terrible Albert, sports club that is. <laughs> yeah, Albert uh, Bell had like reformed or something, and some guy was in the audience kept calling him Joey, and that was his <laughs> name. Like when he was like an alcoholic or something, or oh. it was like something crazy like that. And he just threw a ball at this dude <laughs> in the crowd and hit him. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was there. Um, I think, I don't know if it was him that had a temper tantrum. There was just a day um, that everybody collectively, it was like crowd madness. You know those um, Italian ices, those little yes. lemon ices? Um, the, if you take the tops off of those, they're like an incredible tiny Frisbee. <laughs> so on this day that I went, I think I was like 11 years old, everybody in the crowd who had those just decided to start flinging them at once. And they were all over the field and the players had like a shit fit. It was incredible. Like, I think the next time that I went back, <laughs> they took the lids from you when they gave you your Italian ice. That's so funny. They were, they were an easily riled team. <laughs> Did you find some info about Albert you Bell? Pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Is that really what yeah. happened? Yeah, Joey was he was being heckled by the name Joey and nailed the guy with a pitch with a ball. He has to be like the least serene recovered alcoholic <laughs> that's ever existed. <laughs> Normally that makes people like kind of docile, but apparently not. This is how neurotic and paranoid I am. I was like, I wonder if he's going to beat me up because I like told this story on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, you know, I, I wonder if he's going to him. I would not put it past him wherever Albert Bell is. <laughs> He's got nothing better to do. It's true. You're just gonna be walking down. You're gonna be walking down the street in Brooklyn one day and hit by a baseball. She's <laughs> gonna come out of nowhere. You're just gonna get drilled. Oh man! Oh, one more thing for me to be afraid of every day. <laughs> just what I need. Living in New York, man. Wow. I wonder where he is now. Does it say where? Yeah. He does lives it say where he ended page? up? Where is Bell? Let's see. Turn off the location on your tweets and on your Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Do not let Albert Bell geocache you <laughs> in any way. Oh. So what else? Do you have any kind of exciting stuff kind of coming up? or I don't know. If you live in uh, South America, I've been syndicated there in, in their uh, GQs. Really? Yeah, so That's amazing. I can screw up the love lives of people in the Southern Hemisphere now, which is exciting. Um, but yeah, otherwise... I don't know, just uh, still writing for Jane and uh, all of those kind of other usual places. I will not be attending the Hudson Valley Ramp Fest, unfortunately. That is sad. Yeah. Um, and you need to get like an intern with a car that can drive you places like this. No, I just really need to like get a zip car and just spend a weekend doing donuts in my driveway until I stop being <laughs> such a Get your confidence pussy. back, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just need to get my confidence back up. I mean, especially I was just out in L.A. and I was taking cars everywhere which is obscene like that is the stupidest thing that you could possibly do <laughs> i didn't do. know you could do that you can't well <laughs> yeah, like can. Do, you, do you ever use uber uh-uh. um, what's that uber is this app that um isn't this the one where you pay like three times as much for the damn car though i mean it's like the same thing you pay for a town car here and then there's oh, also it? one which is a little murdery a little murdery <laughs> called uber x which is like the cheap version of uber where it's not a town car it's it's just another kind of car that somebody can come pick you up in. Right. And I guess they get vetted by the company, but sometimes it's like just a dude in a Honda who's like, I'm here. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. The crowdsource there. It, it is. It's like, having, it's like having an intern drive you someplace. Right. And I just, it was really weird. I um, So I just have to pay for gas, right? Yeah, no, that's what it feels like. And I, um, I got picked up to go to the airport. Uh, by Uber uh, when I was leaving LA. And this guy was like, hey, could you sit up front? And I was like, why? And he said, well, because um, I guess that they're having some problems with 
their licenses, uh, their licenses, and they uh, don't have any. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I sat up front with this guy, and you know that kind of when you're in a cab and the banter gets kind of personal, and you're in New York. If, if it's a yellow cab, you're like, "Well, got this partition. This is great." Right, right. When you're like in the front seat, he, the dude was wearing board shorts. First of all, oh my god! Which, so it's like this, and dude, it's such a long ride. It's a really long. <laughs> well, I was I was going from Venice, so it wasn't so bad. Oh, but, you're not. Okay. Um, we were just in this car, and I'm like with this dude in shorts who doesn't have like a medallion or anything. Like, there's no. I can't like text a friend like. I didn't even get the license plate number. <laughs> so it's just and he's like talking to me about how he hates his roommate and no I mean way. he was he was not going to kill me. I knew that, but it just was like we had this forced friendship right away that right. I was uncomfortable with. So, um that is the downside to Uber, but the upside of it is that it's really convenient and like you pay through your phone and they pick you up anywhere and great oh, okay so it's, it's not like, what i was thinking it's it like a car service yeah basically? um you you put in your address and um it tells you like you get a text that says like eduardo is coming to pick you up in five minutes and there's a picture of him and a picture of his car wow um, and they even have like a little map so you can see the car coming to you and it's great in new york except that um i was leaving a party at my friend's house and uh it was right after i think the jay-z concert so um there's a thing when when I think they call it surge rates when right. they're Maybe it is unavailable. I was thinking yeah, of. that um, it costs like three times. Yeah, like a cab will come get you, but you have to pay like sixty bucks right. for a twenty dollar ride, which is yeah, insane. It's got like this the price changes depending on like how oh. drunk you are. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and how badly you want to get like home. a real cab. Yeah, but I don't know. Sometimes you're like out in the middle of Brooklyn and you just you know. You want some stranger in a car to pick you up as soon as possible. Yeah, and no, I have no choice then. Yeah. But it's a great app. I should really be their spokesman. <laughs> I think you just like, were. I think I just was. <laughs> yeah. Free rides, please, Uber. So, hey, what were we talking about? Driving. 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 Yes. Okay. Getting back behind the wheel. Getting back behind the wheel. The next time I go to Los Angeles, I am going to rent a car. I'm going to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, driving in Cleveland should be a good, like, training wheels kind of. It should be. Um, I'm like, I'm, I always drive with my mother, um, who's, that's the scariest thing in the whole world. She's the worst driver in the entire world. Um, So. Does it make you nervous riding with her? Oh my God, yes. She's, (laughs) at first I just thought there were a lot of deer in Cleveland, which there are. There are. To be fair, there's a deer problem, but my mom has hit a greater percentage of them than anybody just because. She's an awful, awful driver. Have you ever been in the car when one got hit? Yes. yes. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I've. Have you ever hit a deer before? I don't think so. Oh. I think I would remember that. Oh, it's terrifying. I've seen almost hit a lot. Um, I saw a moose in Vermont once, which I feel like that would be. That's like my nightmare moose? to hit a moose. Oh, you didn't see it get hit though. No, I didn't see yeah, it get hit. They kill I saw it. Yeah, people. I feel like that would just bend your car in half. No, it'll, it'll, kill, it'll kill you a moose. Yeah. They, it killed it. There was an eighteen wheel truck in, when I was in Canada that hit a moose and the driver was killed. Yeah, the moose and that's is, like you know those trucks moose? drivers up like eight six feet in the air. Yeah, it's insane. They're mooses are indestructible. Meese, I think Meese. is the proper. <laughs> 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 Nothing sounds right. Moose it's just moose. Moose. Oh, it Plural is moose. moose. It's like is fish. Moose. Mm-hmm. moose. That's still feels. It feels wrong. It does feel wrong. Why is that? I don't know. I guess you don't pluralize moose a whole lot. <laughs> Probably because you don't really so talk dangerous. about moose that much. Well, I do, obviously. <laughs> that was kind of a non sequitur. I just, I really shoehorned in that moose. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get back on the driving train i really am gonna do it it's just scary but i guess you're supposed to do things that frighten you every day right it's good practice yeah just don't that's like i feel like that's like everything you know i gotta say i would i would normally say yes 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 except i just the idea of encouraging somebody who doesn't isn't anxious to get behind the wheel i just there's so many bad drivers out there yeah no i'm a good driver i'm I'm overly cautious of anything you're just yeah if you're a bad driver i feel like you wouldn't have this concern right i guess like you'd be like i'm great let me get me well that's the thing my mom thinks she's a great driver all bad drivers think that they're awesome yes that's also true they all do Uh, okay all right so get out there and do it 
I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Just go to the rental place and say, like, listen, so... I'm really scared to drive I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm probably going to be driving around the parking lot for, like, yeah. a half hour before I leave, so don't be, like, creeped out or think that's weird. Could you give me the most expensive insurance you have <laughs> to just drive around this damn parking lot? Yes. Exactly. How do you talk to someone you know whose twitter handle is boobs radley and is does have an ample bosom like do you just bring that up like are you allowed like we didn't well she did <laughs> well she yeah but um does she have to first is that the appropriate thing are we not cool for just being like hey we're comfortable we're casual we're guys we I can know. never be it'll never be cool all right <laughs> i think it's just like we're all adults it's like an implied thing it's totally it's like if my Twitter was like Dick Normus, <laughs> like would you be able to say is that your old Twitter? I, I wish it was. So, any Twitter. I don't know why I think that's different, <laughs> and I can't explain why. <laughs> but if, if for some reason that's, I mean, it's funny in like a totally different way. I feel like it would make it harder to get work. I don't think like she still goes on the she was on the Today Show before she came here. I feel like it would be hard to believe like. I'm on the Today Show. My Twitter handle's Dick Norman. <laughs> but like, she's on the Today Show, and she's like, and you can follow her at Boobs Radley. Like, in the morning? She, like- I think she owns it, and, uh, yeah, and she's just, yeah, I think she can pull it off. I don't know. I don't think a lot of and people And there's no could. possible way I can pull off Dick Normus, is what N- you're saying. Yes, there is no possible <laughs> way that you can pull that off. I'm sorry to say. I wish that you could. Boy, me too. Although, you're discussing Richard, and she's discussing... A lout. That's or right. A boob. <laughs> <laughs> They're all glands, man. I don't know. All these websites that keep going on. There's all kinds of ads saying I could be Dick Normus if I wanted to. If I just clicked here, I've said too much. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That's something. I feel like if you want to pursue, you should keep to yourself and not make your Twitter handle. Fair enough. <laughs> looking to grow it, but at lookingtogrowit.com. <laughs> but good luck, man. <laughs> There's no such thing as luck with podcasts. Hey, speaking of podcasts, you're listening to one. And if you want to email us, go to facebook.com slash going off track. We will email you back. It would be wonderful to hear from you. If you're on the iTunes and go, hey, we kind of like this. Give us a review, positive or negative. Any talk is good talk. Uh, That's not true. Only good talk is good talk. If you love what you're hearing, go to goingofftrack.com. There's a wonderful button that says donate. And you can because podcasts make zero money, but we love doing it. And if you want us to continue, that would be awesome. If you want us to continue and don't donate, that's okay, too. We do this because we like it and we like you listening. <sighs> so much love in the room. There really is. Uh, is there anything else? I think that that's... I think that's follow, it. Follow Juliana Boobs Radley on Boobs. Twitter. She is a funny, funny young lady. Follow Stephen Smith says, not Stephen A. Smith. No. That no. dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's it. <laughs> Yeah, next week we'll make fun of more people we've never met. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.